podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Ain't no place like a cowboy place, ain't no time like a cowboy time. Ain't no way like the cowboy way, have a cowboy kind of day, yeah. Try the new Big Sky Burger at Roy Rogers. It's Smithfield pulled pork, beer battered onion rings, American cheese, and spicy barbecue sauce on a Kaiser bun. Have a cowboy kind of day at Roy's, ain't no way you're going wrong, hey, yeah. DoorDash and Uber Eats available at participating restaurants. Introducing Guinness Nitro Cold Brew Coffee Beer. Blending the smooth, creamy nitro taste of Guinness with hints of coffee, chocolate, and caramel. Guinness Nitro Cold Brew Coffee Beer, your new favorite part of the day. Look for it where Guinness is sold. Must be 21 and over to purchase. Please enjoy responsibly. Diageo Beer Company, New York, New York. How's it going? Snidgy here. The lads over at the LFC Day Trip is asking for a quick favor, all right? Hop on over to the YouTube channel and subscribe, yeah? It's not that hard, all right? In fact, it's actually handy. Hit the bell icon, you won't miss a show. Look, I'm not going to say it again. YouTube, LFC Day Trippers, subscribe, all right? Up the fucking reds. <laughs> Hello, good evening and welcome to the Fatback 4 podcast for this Sunday night. I am Gav and with me I have Matt and I have Grace and Keith will be joining us at some stage. This show is brought to you by nobody because nobody will sponsor us because um, they're afraid of what we might say. Isn't that isn't that the official line on it? It's just because of Matt. Okay, that as well. Um, but uh, And we can't blame Keith because he's not here. But look, this show is your reaction to the Merseyside Derby. Everton nil, Liverpool nil. The first game back since the COVID-19 pandemic. And Liverpool are now within five points of the league title. Um, Matt, I'm going to come to you first. And we start where we always start, at the beginning. The lineup. Um, I don't think it's what anyone predicted, was it? Nah, um, you can see why... We, we have to be careful. I mean, we don't know why Salah was left out of Mane, whether he wasn't fit or... <clears throat> and the same with uh, Robertson. But you could see with the early games, we're going to have to be careful anyway, especially with another game coming up on Wednesday. This is... We are now playing the end of the season as a kind of a pre-season as well. So the first three or four games, we're going to be getting up to fitness. So even though, obviously, we didn't expect Salah to be out... The the fact that there was changes shouldn't come to a shock to anyone. <coughs> no, Grizz, I, I'm not shocked by it. I was a little bit surprised, I have to be honest with you, because all the talk from, from Jurgen Klopp was that he was going to go for a points total, he was going to go for a record, he was going to do A, B and C or whatever. But it, that was a little bit surprising to me, Grizz, because there was there was players left out there that you thought were absolutely nailed on. I thought Wijnaldum was nailed on. Salah, there was talk around him being injured earlier on the week, which was fair enough. But then Joe Gomez doesn't start. When you when you read the when you read or seen the lineup, were you a bit oh okay, um, surprising but uh, fine. Whatever he wants, let him do it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That the only the only surprise one was totally surprised. I think probably surprised ninety five percent of the fan base would have been the. Gomez, Matic for Gomez one. Yeah. Um, the Robbo and Salah one is 
you know, we don't need to sort of delve too much into that. It's just, you know, they have been training much, as, as Klopp alluded to. So, and there's no need to risk them. You know, this this remaining nine or eight games now is like a pre-season for us going into next season. Um, I think he's got it all sussed. I think the medical team, he again, he, he talked about sort of listening to his medical people and the, and, he, and he's been advised by them to play sort of certain players, 60 minutes, 50 minutes, 45 minutes. Um, we expected something totally different. But again, Jurgen Klopp, knows much more than us and he's decided that we're going to win the Premier League at his pace and not in the first two games because, you know, he knows better. He knows the state of the players' fitnesses. So it was, it was, um, it was a mix and match. It was a mix and match lineup. Was that Gav? Was, who was that? No, that was Matt. Matt. Yeah, Matt, Matt does all these bodily functions throughout parts. Filthy pig. I um, thought I was on but, mute. Yeah. <laughs> After telling me at the start. But yeah, um, yeah, the Gomez one was a bit surprising. The rest, Keita, was, Keita and Gini was a toss-up. You know, obviously Keita's been brilliant in training, you know. Um, and so he deserved to start maybe. And Salah, you know, slightly... Uh, Slightly unfit and Minamino, Minamino done well. But yeah, overall, as an excited f- fan that's been waiting 106 days or whatever, uh, as a spectacle, it was it was not a spectacle. But, you know, on we go, as long as we didn't pick up any major injuries. Okay, uh, I'm going to slightly disagree with that and I'm going to put it to Keith. Keith, um, I let the Salah one slide. Because, you know, there was talk of being unfit. The Robertson one, not in the squad, um, obviously is something down to fitness as well. But the, the matter about Gomez thing, you know, it's all very well saying we're, we're using this as a sort of pre-season for next season. But mm-hmm. you can do that. You can just go and win your games and then do whatever you like. Um, do whatever we like straight off the bat is a bit. It's a bit negative for me. And I think... I'm going to be honest with you. I've seen Klopp do this at Everton before. I've seen him doing it at Old Trafford before. And I've seen him do it at Everton again today. And people will say to me, will you relax? Whatever, <clears> the <throat> point's clear. And, you know, you shouldn't be worrying about these things. But let's be honest, you know, we can all sit and, and praise, praise, praise. That's fine. But in my opinion, I think, um, I think it's, I don't know, did he take stuff for granted, Keith? Or was he just a bit blasé about it? Or do you feel that he was just picking, like Grace said, on the medical grounds and, and, and the and the advice from his medical team? I don't know. I don't think he was, um, you know, I don't think it was an arrogance with him. I think maybe he was going for Matip for the extra height, thinking Everton would have played, you know, lump balls up to Calvert-Lewin and, Richarlis and he was probably just going for that extra bit of height but it doesn't make sense to leave Gomez out he was fit enough to come on early enough and didn't look like he was there was any fitness concerns with him well I don't see why he wouldn't play your first choice centre back you know what I mean mm. Um, I, I think it was a strange one Um, but I think he gives too much respect to the likes of Everton and Man United and I think he buys into the whole derby more so maybe than he should but in saying that, Carlo Ancelotti is, you know, he's a good manager. He's a he's very good tactically. He doesn't have the best group of players, but he knows how to set up a side. I thought Everton, you know, I didn't think they were great tonight. Didn't think we were great. But I thought it was a decent enough game. I thought, Maybe then he I thought they were uh, 
trying to, you know, get stuck in under the circumstances. Both teams, you know, both sets of teams. But I just but couldn't understand the selection. It wasn't like we played, uh, it wasn't, we didn't play a shit team. No, like we, I thought we, we played... Like Curtis Jones and that in. We're talking about, like, two very good players coming in to replace uh, two players. Or, or yeah. three, we include Gomez, but massive to start anyway, really, between him and Gomez. It's not dead set, either of them two, I don't think. The only issue we have with the Matip one starting over Gomez is if there's no injury, why would you deal with? Do you know what I mean? I can un- I, right, I can understand you give them games and, you know, you, you, you probably does want to give everyone a fair share of games from now to the <coughs> end of the season. But not, to, not today. Do you know what I mean? Go with your stronger team today. It's not like Matip is weakening you as such. Like I said, he's, he's, a, he's a good player. He was a great player for us. But it just didn't make the most sense. You know what I mean? And I just... I just think Gomez, I thought Gomez done well at left full as well today when he came on. I thought so, um, yeah. Yeah, I thought he done well, but he's not going to get many crosses it's, it's, in. It's, 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 it's interesting hearing you and Gav because you and Gav are, are, are usually very, very positive lads and it's it's usually me that sort of, you know, plays devil's advocate. But I, too, get, too but, but I, to, I totally get what Gav said and to be honest with you, to be honest with you, the disappointment I think from us, from our point of view, comes from we waited so long yeah. for that. That's what it is, and that's what it is. Yeah, so we literally we hyped ourselves up, and we do that. Liverpool fans tend to do that all the time, and you know we often tell Gav to calm down. You know, we expected um, a to- we we expected the strongest lineup. That wasn't possible because of the injuries to Robbo and Salah. Yeah, that was key. That's, that was key, right? And and we know, and now we know more about sort of the weakness. We always talk about the strengths of our squad and well, all our strengths, but now it's given us further insight into slight weaknesses in our squad. And but that namely, nice. No, no, the, the rotation in general. And I'm gonna if you let me finish, I'll make sense. So that's a big show. How, so how often? <laughs> so when when any of our front three have been missing in major games, it does have an effect on our attack and one of our fullbacks. And we've cried out for an alternative to Robbo, which is left-footed. I mean, Milner done yeah. well while he was on there, and Gomez, as you said, done very well. And an alternative to one of the lads. Now you know. I remember Mo not starting against Man United as well. And we were threadbare in attack. He's not started today. And even though we've had 70% possession, I I can't remember us testing Pickford, right? And we talk about how Everton are not a brilliant team. And they're not. They're a good, solid team. And Ancelotti's well, one, of, one of the best one of the best managers of all time. And fair play to them. They've done their job. But you'd think we'd have enough craft and graft and fitness sort of to eventually pick them off once. But, you know, a couple of times, you know, in the first half, but overall, um, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't brilliant to watch, but you know, it's long. I, I, I think it's, you I think it's, no, go ahead, I, think it's I, I think it's fair to say that a, a draw was a fair result. Um, I think mm-hmm. the people had a lot more of the possession, you know, I think they 
the, I think the three times the amount of passes Everton had and the, the, a lot more possession and stuff like that. But Everton had the chances as well. Um, just a couple of the comments coming in. Uh, Stevie just keeps telling me that football is fixed. And um, yeah, I don't... I don't know what story is there. If he wants to explain a bit more to me, it was um, broke for three months and now it's fixed. Okay, oh, is that what he means? I don't know. That's what I'll take it as. Okay, well you could take it as that. But if Stevie wants to let us know, um, absolutely do so. Uh, Carl says we. Carl says um, we will win the Premier League. It's just a case of being mature and waiting. Absolutely, absolutely yeah. be mature and waiting. I'm just, but you have to, you know, we just have to. You have to pick different things apart when you see games as you yeah. see them. You know, um, you can't. I'm not a fan of just making excuse after excuse for no. for Jurgen Klopp just because he picked someone that I didn't want to. I don't agree with it. I'll tell you. Um, uh, but you know, it's Ma. I'll come back to you. Right, you're happy with it. You're, you're the one that I know you're happy with the, with the team, with the squad, with whatever else. But surely a bit of you looked at that and went, "That's a bit fucking strange." Now we know what you're saying. You know, we're using it as a preseason yeah. and stuff like that, and we do go back to giving everything too much respect and it's at Goodison I feel we do um, and Manchester United but did, did he, maybe did he, did he try go the other way instead of playing is 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 Henderson Wijnaldum Fabinho tree tried to mix it up a bit and it just didn't work today because I thought Kate was actually very good the best yeah Kate is very good and he's obviously got a spell now where he has been injured and we'll I reckon we'll see a lot more of him between now and the end of the season but all I'm saying is, I'm not saying I'm dis- disappo- not disappointed with, with the results. I am. I want us to win every every fucking game, and I've been waiting for this game for a long time, like everyone else. I'm just saying, you can't take too much away from this one game on its own. If it ha- if this happens from now to the end of the season, then we worry. If this happens now for the next three, four games, we, we start to worry. But this one game on its own, being the derby, being the first game back, being the fact that the, the lads are unfit and won't be able to play two games in a week, but we've got a game on Wednesday anyway, which is, again, just as important. It's all three points. All these things come into factor when you're looking at a single game. So we can't just take a game and say, right, we're a bit worried about the front three now because you look at Barcelona last year when we didn't have the front three and we absolutely mauled them. So the, for as many examples that Grizz wants to pull out of our front three not working I'll give them just as many on the other side where they do work without all three of them so, what, so are you saying what we need to do as fans is try not to be so in this very moment and judgmental about what has just happened in the last five minutes we need to look at the bigger picture and until we draw 1-1 for the next three games I'm not worrying about this team I'll take 1-1 on the next three I'll take five draws yeah, I'll be pissed off. I want to win. And then yeah, that's it, the problem. It, we 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 do we will we can start to worry at that point, but drawing nil-nil to Everton in the first game back in however mm. many days, and we've got a game on Wednesday. You, you, you can't be worrying about the, the club or the team in any way, shape, or form based on this one single performance. Okay. Um, Stephen Somerville says, I think for the next couple of games, we need to start our full team with Salah in it and hopefully Robbo back. Uh, these are hard games to do and we need to get used to the balance while coming back. That's fair enough. Look, Keith, I'll come back to you. When all is said and done, you know, I'll have my issues with regards to the starting lineup. And don't get me wrong, Minamino, I done, done well for the 55 odd minutes he was on. Um, I'm not coming at left back. All right, he gets booked and he and he has to go off. Gomez comes in. He done fine. Kato I thought was very very good. Matip was absolutely fine. It's probably just down to, as Matt said, first game back. You know, 
looks at the at the all the stats that he have on the players, and that's the best team he felt that was able to go in. Plus, he has the five subs, and he probably took a bit of a risk in, in one or two things he was doing. But at the end of the day, we didn't lose the game. Overall, it's just yeah, it's a point, and you know it could have went either way. I I felt the game as a as a war on, but it's it's just one of those, isn't it? It's a point, and we move on. It's a point we move on, but in fairness, like we we created fuck all. Do you know what I mean? We really were poor creatively. We had all the possession, but we didn't have many chances at all. Now, Salah, I thought Minamino played quite well. I thought he was tidy, but the problem with Minamino is he's not a winger. He's he's dropping in into the midfield all the time, whereas when Salah plays, he's taking up two defenders. Do you know what I mean? Even if he's having a poor game, he's taking up bodies on the other team and we didn't have that. So Everton had a lot more freedom at the back. Now, I think Grizz made a great point uh, a few minutes ago. Well done, Grizz. Um, well it done, was Grizz. about the lack of a left-footed option to replace Robson and a, Robertson and a lack of left-footed options really in the squad. You know, if you had a midfield player that was left-footed, you could have put him into left-back, but we, we don't have those players, you know, so I think one area that I would look to fix there would be to get somebody, to a, a genuine left footer to cover Robbo, because I do think Gomez had a good game when he came on, but it was zero cross and coming in, do you know what I mean? Or it was all just cut back and pass in. With Is terms it- of the selection, like, oh, I had no problem with that. I thought Keita was brilliant to be honest, well not brilliant, but I thought he was our best midfielder and I thought Genie was absolute scutter when he came on. So maybe it was a thing that maybe Genie had the hump that he was that he was uh, dropped, or maybe he just hasn't been performing as well in training, you know. So uh, the the teams, the only one that baffled me was Matip in for in for Gomez, but at the end of the day, Matip was brilliant for us before his injury as well. So I thought Massive was well good tonight. Yeah, he was. He was good. He was brilliant, and and obviously, the person who comes on for him is a is a different kettle of fish. Like, but that's when everything got into the game, and when everything got their chances, because yeah. Dejan's in there rocking the boat. But yeah. Dejan's like a target man for the team. <laughs> oh yeah, you could see it when he came on. No, you could see it when he came on. Like yeah. everything is like right now, to him. Again, just like Keith, um, I was very happy with sort of majority of the of the control of the game we had, barring the last 10 or wherever it was when Degsy came on. I think it was last 10 or something. Um, but again, I'll reiterate my point about, I mean, I think Matt took it to a bit of extreme, like I'm criticising the team and we're in doom and gloom. I wasn't. What I'm saying, what I'm trying to say is the concerns we've had prior to this game, Matt, I'm not talking about this game in particular, but we know overall where we can strengthen in our squad. And that's that left-back position, mm. natural natural left-back. And an attacker... And an attacker who's... And an attacker who's going to give us sort of... Did Minamino... I, I disagree on that because I thought Minamino was very good. I think, Matt, I agree. Minamino was very good. I but think Minamino... I think with more time, he, he would slot in very let nicely just there for any of them front three who want to drop Sid- out. See, I, I disagree with that, but hopefully I'm proved wrong and we can talk about it. I don't think Minamino is... Uh, um, I think Minamino plays better as an attacking eight or in that turn. I don't think he's a front man per se. I, fully I think we may... Not I think we team, may, yeah. I think I've never we may seen him play attacking eight. I don't think you I have. Think, I, think we may, I think we may try to mould him a la Bobby into sort of, you know, almost his protege. But I think... He, I don't, I think it won't, he won't be as effective. He's a very good player and he played very well today. He was buzzing around anywhere. The first 20 minutes, he was everywhere, right? 
But again, without Salah, and of course every team would miss a Salah. But without Salah, we have we missed this direct. We missed this direct attacking. We had Bobby dropping deep. We had Minamino dropping deep. We had Mane coming inside. Natural, his natural game is to come inside and expect Robbo to come on the outside. Do you know? So even on the other side, Minamino wasn't playing wide right. So Trent was sort of isolated on his own. You know, no one to have sort of... Hendo was trying to help him out. But obviously, you know... But that's what always things, happens. We, we complain about that. Complain about Trent, Trent, Trent gets left on his own by Salah. I think, I think the, just going no, back no, no. to the left, just going back to the left back thing. And listen, I think Milner does a, a, a fine job most of the time there when he um, when he plays. Um, does, you can count on one hand where he's had a poor game for Liverpool, um, especially when he's had to stand in a left back. I think the thing that kills a left back when you put Milner in there is the effect it has on Sadio Mane. And what yeah. I mean by that is, uh, it may sound very straightforward, but. Robertson being left footed, his body is always open to, to Mane when he gives it to him. The ball, he, he, it's much easier to put a ball in front of Mane, which are left foot from the left hand side, than your right foot. And the runs Robertson makes and and the interaction the both of them have, they absolutely know what each other are doing. Mm. Milner, it's a little bit more safe. Uh, there's probably an extra touch before the pass is released. If Mane wants to play one twos, where does he put it? Where are the runs? You know, it's it has a big effect on on Sadio Mane. I, I I've said it. I think I think it should be a, a, an area where we look to strengthen our the squad when it comes to the summer. Um, I don't know what way we'll do it, but left back is definitely the way. But look, the Lovren thing we get on to later. Um, Aidan Andrews says the game was boring. It was. It was Terrible. boring. Yeah. Um, um, oh, and but they always are at Goodison. Just to be clear on that. Was it any different than the last derby at Goodison or the one before that? Do you know what I mean? The no. last two have been absolute garbage. No, and and like I said at the very start that the lineup and and was he trying to be clever and stuff like that? And I think it was just and somebody else in the chat said, look, Everton sat back for a lot of it, um, eight men around our box, and he did, and and that's yeah. absolutely fine. Um, but as you look into midfield, um, we'll get on to Lovren later, but I thought, you know, if you look, I thought Van Dijk was brilliant as well. Um, yeah. he, he, he snuffed out a lot of stuff. But Keith, moving into midfield, you, you had Henderson, you had Keita and you had Fabinho there. What did you make of them? Uh, I thought Fabinho was brutal. I thought he started off terrible. Uh, he grew into it a bit as it went on. Um, but, if, I don't know if it was the uncertainty um, of not having I think Robbo has a big impact, not just Robbo. I think, you know, when you have Robbo and Trent bombing up the sides, it's an outlet all the time. That Well, Milner is good. He doesn't give you that outlet. And I think maybe that does have an effect on the likes of Fabinho as well, because I just thought he was a few yards off the pace tonight, uh, today, and it showed. But I thought he grew into it. I thought Henderson was good. He was over there with Trent all the time. He was showing. He was offering himself as much as he could for the short passes. The fact that Salah wasn't there, the Minamino was sort of drifting inside. I thought Henderson was already. But I thought Keita was the standout in the midfield. Uh, he gets a lot, of, a lot of stick. But, you know... He, I say he was good. He didn't pull up any trays. Do you know what I mean? He just he looked neat and tidy as he always does when he plays. So it's hard. Like the the midfield, our midfield. We've said this before. Our threat is the front three and the fullbacks. And if you're missing two of that five, it's going to have a big impact. And it did. And the midfield probably isn't as creative enough as we'd like to take up that yeah. slack. But there, there's a good point. But Kev, they control the game. 
That's what yeah. they do. That's their job. Yeah. Uh, Shawnee uh, Lawson. Shawnee Lawson would like to see drop Hendo back into the six and bleed Fabinho back in. It's a good point. He feels that he, he struggles after breaks. Um, Matt, the midfield for you, as as Kev has said in the chat and, and Keith felt that we did control the game. Naby Keita was a standard one, wasn't he? Because I go before the neat and tidy. I thought he was the one that was looking to break the lines and, and get around and into spaces where Everton could be hurt because Everton wanted it all played in front of them, didn't they? Yeah. Naby was very good today. I liked him a lot. He was looking, always looking forward. He, he does what we brought him to do. He picks up the ball and runs between that midfield and that defensive line. Uh, the only difference is if we had a sharp uh, attack or attacking three today, he, he would have got an assist, definitely. But the, the guys in front just weren't up to it. It takes time for that them front three to click, um, especially when one of them has been dropped out. So it, it will come. And if Naby keeps them performances, he can only get better between now and the end of the season as he gets more game time. Then hopefully by the time next season comes, we've got, we've got the Naby we bought and we, we all wanted ready to go. Yeah. Grizz, um, you know, we, we've, as Matt said, we, you want to see the Naby Keita that we signed. You want to see him hit form and stuff like that. And he, he was, there was no doubt he was a standout in midfield. What do you do with him, Grizz, though? And the reason I ask that is because we've, we've spoken now, we're, we're 25 minutes live and we've spoken about rotation and, and you know, who's the, who's the fittest at the moment, who seems to have the legs to go, um, not game after game, but the majority of it. What do you do with Naby Keita? Because we've seen... When he gets a run of games, he, he seems to improve all the time and then he has a setback. Is he the sort of player that you play, you might put on the bench against Palace and maybe against City and then bring him back in and give him another run? I think it's very important what we do with him, especially after, after such a long breakout. It's crucial we, we mind this fella, isn't it? Because I think it's only one or two more injuries before people just again start writing him off. Mm. He looked... I think Naby and Minamino for me were... Clear standouts from the rest of the team. Um, I thought Naby looked strongest that he's looked in ages. I thought he looked... Uh, there was a certain, not arrogance, but sort of maturity about him. Like he was demanding the ball more. He looked more sort of part of the team, like I belong here. I, I definitely sensed that about Naby today. I wouldn't say he was amazing, amazing, brilliant, but there was a big significant change in the way he was sort of even asking for the ball at times from his fellow players. Mm. I thought Hendo was I thought Hendo was very energetic and lively. I thought he was an example in terms of fitness and everything, what we expect of Hendo. You know, buzzing around sort of everywhere, you know, trying to win the ball back into tackles. I haven't been happy with Fabinho since he came back from injury. And we were told that he's a slow starter and, you know, comes back from injury, takes time. You know, I thought he was, you know, awful last couple of games before pre-COVID as well. And for me, he was bad again today. I don't think, I know Keith says he grew into it, but, you know, he couldn't have grown more out of it, if you know well, what I mean. Well, that's it. He started off at a 2 out of 10 and he raised up maybe yeah, four. Yeah, so... You know, I was slightly concerned and disappointed. Um, but Keita, Gav, it's literally, it's totally dependent on his injuries. What can we say? What can we do? The medical team will 100% have a plan for him in terms of how much they play him. How many minutes did he play today? I think 65. it was 50, 65. 65, yeah. 65 minutes, yeah. 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 I sorry, I thought I had Minamino in my head, sorry. Was, was, uh, was, was Hendo the only one to play 490? 
en midfield. Fabinho. Uh, Fabinho and Hendo yeah, played full yeah, 90. Yeah, both of them, yeah. 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 You know, Keita, 65 minutes. Minamino, 45 minutes. You know, these guys haven't played much. They just <clears> need minutes to get back into the rhythm. I think Keita, I agree with uh, uh, Matt about if, if sort of the front three were firing and Small was playing, Keita looked in the mood to get her assist or two. There was a lovely bit of play with him and Bobby when he volleyed wide. You know, things like that. That is the cater that we know. That is the cater that we, we, we bought. Um, he'll come good. It's just literally, but as I said, he looked stronger. He looked powerful and he looked authoritative. And he hasn't looked authoritative on the pitch. You know, he's he's almost felt that he doesn't belong there at times, honestly. As, as good as he is and everything, but sometimes he's felt, you know, like he's just doing the basics do you know what I mean? Just the sideways passes, just sideways passes. But today he looked really authoritative and every time he got the ball, he looked forward. So, you know, positive, absolutely positive light in terms of Nabi and Minamino. But fingers crossed injuries-wise. Yeah, a um, couple of comments on, um, on. Um, let me see, Kate. Uh, Kevin Sullivan says, he's not convinced by Nabi. so many false dons. We're seeing glimpses, but that's all. He hasn't dominated the game since arriving. Jury is out on him. Hope it works. Um, Shawnee Lawson um, said that is uh, the biggest test for Keita between now and August is actually playing regularly, uh, which is fair. And he also follows that up with Klopp uh, admitted after the game that he's already experimenting. So there you go. He is experimenting. Um, and that's that's absolutely fair enough. I just think he... He could probably do it at different stages and not now. That's just my thoughts on it. Um, Minamino um, has come up in the chat a little bit there. And I want to talk about him because I think it was Chris Brack mentioned that um, some Liverpool fans and some people in the media are already writing him off. Um, he's only arrived, literally. He arrived and then he was, yeah. COVID happened and now he's he's back. Um, Keith, uh, and he, sorry, Carragher has mentioned as well today on Sky yeah. saying something about Minamino. I didn't see that, okay? Uh, but Keith... Minamino, I thought, done fairly well. I don't think he's a wide player. Um, I'm going to say that. Um, if he's wide, I I think wide left might suit him more than wide right, if you were to do something along them lines. But I think he is looking at the likes of a Naby Keita role, you know, um, playing in a, in a midfield tree where he's advanced. But you can't be writing this fella off. Like, if, no. if, if we're going to go, if we're going to go on about Naby Keita and he's, what, a year and a half into his Liverpool career and we're still, we're still looking for it to be right, you have to, you have to give Minamino, I genuinely think you give Minamino to the start of next season, regardless of what's gone on before. People are making the same mistakes they do with every new signing that comes to Liverpool. Fabinho was wrote off because he couldn't get into the team. Robertson was wrote off because he couldn't get into the team. So many players come to Liverpool and it takes a long time, number one, to get up to speed on the pressing triggers and all that sort of thing that they do. And then just to get in with the fitness. Now, Naby Keita, oh, not Naby Keita, sorry, Minamino only signed for us in January and then two months later, there's a global pandemic and that's it. Do you know what I mean? He's he's mm. he's put on the back burner for, for want of a better word. I think, personally, he will see a lot of him for the rest of this season. I think this is the ideal. It I think it'd be one of the key things in Klopp's mind is to get him on the pitch as much as he can. Maybe Kate as well, just to get them, you know, give them that bit of confidence and nearly <clears> treating <throat> it as a... A pre-season before the season's over you know I know we're jumping the gun and you know five more draws and we win the league I'll take that not a bother but we, we are going to win the league and he is going to experiment a lot of days <coughs> Minamino from the Roy he played there most of his Salzburg 
time was on the right side of midfield. Um, but it's a different style. It's not the right wing that we played. It's not Salah. If you're replacing a player like Salah, who's going to score and assist at a bleeding ridiculous rate and run and two and three defenders marking him, our midfielders double jobbing him. He's not that type of player. So while he can play on the right, it's just not air type of right side of midfield or a right winger. Do you know what I mean? So maybe his ideal position, in my opinion, would be maybe Hendo's position. Currently, uh, as in, not Hendo, I'm not saying replace Hendo, I'm saying the right-hand side of the midfield three might be where he's most effective. But I think we'll see him playing... I think he'll play centre forward when Bobby's getting a rest. I think he'll play on the left if Mane is getting a rest. I think he'll play everywhere. I think he's just going to give him games to get him in. You know, I think yeah. well, one of the things I think we're losing focus about here is all football's been shite since it's come back. Do you mm. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's not like we were just bad and everyone's been great. It's all mm. been shite. No, it has. It has. It's, it's been poor. I think it's been pedestrian. I'm being honest. But as someone said earlier, I think um, I think it was Steve Stephen Mack said nobody should be judged on this outing. They're 103 days in lockdown doing fuck all bar yoga. Simple. Um, except, yeah, yeah. except 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it. Because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Except for Henderson, who's an animal. Uh, Stevie Stevie says, Jesus, what are people watching? Um, uh, with regards to the game, Stevie, I would love you to give me a rundown of every what does player. What does he mean? Um, what, yeah. mean what, what I mean is, Stevie what, what he means is, and I didn't understand it, yeah, no, I think Stevie's, I think Stevie's Stevie on is, the cans. he's on the cans, <laughs> yeah, and that's absolutely that's fine. Um, is, if yeah, you're on the cans, you're more than welcome here. Father's and, um, Day is found. Yeah, the whole lot. I, but I'd love, I'd love so Stevie to give me. I'm going to explain to you. Um, okay. If 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 Stevie wants to give me a rundown of every player and what he felt they done or didn't do in the game. Um, Throw them in there, Stevie, and I'll read them out uh, because you seem to be the most passionate on the on the chat tonight. Um, passion. We like passion. 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 Santiago says Grizz needs a haircut too. That was followed up after Stephen Max said that Matt needs one. Um, Matt just does whatever he wants with his hair. Um, let me see. Uh, sorry. Uh, uh, sorry, lads. Once again, I'm fuming. Something's up. Um, Stevie, let me know what you felt on the game. Throw it in yeah. here with regards to players. Let me read them out. Uh, let me see. Boop, 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 boop. Uh, Sims Pierce says in the Champions League games last year I seem to remember Minamino playing on the left for Salzburg then there's no reason he couldn't do that for us that's where I feel he is or I think the talk of Curtis Jones being Adam Lallana's replacement is a bit premature I think yeah. Minamino might actually be that player moving to the front three though we've, we've touched on Minamino okay um, and we've touched slightly on Sadio Mane but Matt when you look at the front three I thought they were on Laurel man um, Mane affected big time by who he had behind him and Firmino not a not a hard, half yard off. It just the sharpness just didn't look there just yet, man. Nothing to worry about, though, is it? No, nah, I won't be worrying. You know that. Yeah, they did. They were they were they were off. We see exactly the same thing when they come out back from these uh, hot weather breaks. They have you know in Dubai and stuff like that. For some reason, unless they're playing together every four days or five days, they. They, they lose that little spark, and especially when you drop Salah out who can do the individual performance stuff. I know Manny can as well. He's just as good. But when you don't have him or, and Manny both doing it, you, 
you can lose that the fluidity of the front three. And we've got Minamino now <laughs> coming in. And, and yeah, it's, it's just a big combination of things. Um, it will smooth itself. I have no doubt at all it will smooth itself out by the Man City game. And by the Man City game, we'll all be flying and we won't even remember how shit we were uh, up front in this game. So there's nothing to worry about. We were just ineffective. But it happens to us when we when we have a break. True, all the time. Every time we come back from a break, we're sluggish and we're slow. And this has been a pox of a break because while they've been back in training, they've not been in that long and they haven't been able to do full contact training for long. So it wouldn't have been as intense as it maybe should have been. So it really is going to be dripping us in to these games. Now, the only thing about Liverpool is they're a momentum team and regular games, the games are going to come taken fast. And that'll get them up to speed. I think we'll be up to speed fairly quickly, but it might be a bit shy for a few games, unfortunately. Well, Klopp came out afterwards, has and literally I just read some of his comments, and he said he he wasn't un, he was unsure himself at what level they were at, you know. So that explains a lot. You know, he he, he wasn't sure of how many player would last long, etc. How they would how be how would they play actual real football? Because you know he says we haven't been able to play much real football. As you said, which means, you know, a lot of you know non-contact stuff and sort of all that came into play. I thought, I look, I'm not, I'm not worried about the league title or anything, but I totally agree with Keith. We are a momentum team, and it's all about sort of how we go into because all that counts now is how we go into the next season. Because you know this season we've won the title, so it's all about gaining momentum, and however Klopp and his coaches see, you know see the route that they need to take to, to make us in peak condition. And it's funny saying this, but we're looking to be in peak condition for the first game of next season, mm. you know, and it's a, you know, it's an actual, the longest break we've had, and it's going to be the longest pre-season we're going to be having as well now kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? So it's experimental for everyone, not only Klopp, you know, fan, you know we don't know what to expect as well. We expected something else. We're getting something else total experimental for everything and it's going to take at least three four games for everything to fall back into place yeah mm. uh, Shani Lawson says Martin Tyler saying the title race has mm. gotten complicated I could smell his blue balls when Everton had those two chances yeah, uh, yeah, Kevin Sullivan says the, the, the point the point uh, Barnes or John Barnes was making was there was no runs in behind everything was in front of Everton just the threat of Salah pushes <laughs> players deeper mm. uh, it'll come takes time to build a rhythm it's very hard to get in behind teams when they're that deep Um you know, uh, they had eight in the box. They, they, yeah, Ancelotti done the typical uh, def- defending from deep and yeah. then lump, lump the Italian job. Right. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but this is where exactly doubly where we miss rubber because Coleman was so up Sadio Mane's ass every single time, and yeah. this, and and he, and he knew that Chris Coleman is it Chris Coleman or no, no, Seamus, Seamus, yeah, Chris same Coleman's thing. about forty eight. Yeah, he's Welsh. Same, he's a centre back. Yeah, yeah, close. But, yeah. you know, he knew to be sort of so tight to him because he knew there's going to be nothing overlapping and nothing in be- behind. You know, we could slightly criticise for Bobby not making the most of that and making his runs into the wide left channels because Sadio was, Sadio was probably, you know, that's the quietest I've seen him, like some defender, mm. you know, you know, you know, he was, he was sometimes rattled by how close and by mm. how physical uh, Seamus Coleman was. But um, can, can I can, exactly? Can I ask a question, Matt? I'll come to you on it, and and then I'll go to Keith and Grizz for their opinion on this one. 
how much does no fans in the ground have a have a an effect? Because you know, we we've all said, Oh, well, it takes away from everything because they've had no one in the ground. But how much of an effect do you think it has, Matt? Because these are guys used to playing in front of 30, 40, 50, 000 plus people. Can the players week not in, hear week out. FIFA crowd? No. What? Players not hear the FIFA crowds. No, they can't hear <laughs> no. the thing. Right. No. Yeah, it, it absolutely does. Uh players talk about it all the time. Don't don't listen to anything they're saying during the uh the the lockdown and all that and everything that's happened right now. But before this when uh, all the all the stadiums are full for years and years and years. Players talk about what the crowd does. I mean, talk about yeah. the 12th man, Anfield, and all that. I actually thought myself it would favour the bigger teams not having a crowd because it, it a crowd can get someone like Crystal Palace up for a game mm-hmm. against Liverpool. Uh, John, me and I thought it would favour the bigger teams, but you don't know how players react. We're we're a very emotional team. We play an emotional style of football which involves the crowd. Um, so yeah, it, it could affect Liverpool more than we think, actually. But we we, we don't know right now. We, we don't know off that result. We need to wait to see a, a few of us. But especially with a derby, uh, when a big tackle goes in, you don't get that that roar of emotion. You don't get it from either side, which would set off a five ten minute spell of madness. And Liverpool, we we thrive on madness, as you all know. So mm. I reckon it does have an effect. I think it'll help the bigger teams, but Liverpool could come a bit unstuck and we'll have to get used to it because we do play an emotional type of football. Mm. Um, Stu Max says he's heard the United fan critique Everton by calling them cowards. I think the hypocrisy meter is now smashed and broken. <clears throat> Any ideas where I might find a new one? Amazon. Yeah, everything on Amazon. Yeah. Um, I Starlight yeah. uh, UK says, what has a crowd got to do with doing your job? No, listen, yeah, yeah, but no, but far the, yeah, yeah, yeah. I he is oversimplifying it, but he has a point. You know, um, you play football whether it's here or um, behind closed doors or whether it's in front of eighty thousand people. He does have a point, and that's why I'm yeah, asking no, the question: the, Does the it have an effect? Part, the crowd is part of his job. It's like saying, "Well, how can a delivery driver? What well, his job's delivering? So take his van away. Why isn't he still delivering? It, it's well, part of his job. Get himself a bike. He fucking should." Yeah, sure. They interviewed they interviewed Calvert Lewin at the end, and I asked him that question: What impact is it with no fans? And he said it is different, and it is hard to get used to, because yeah, football is football, and we can all play. You know, if you can play in front of eighty thousand people, you can play in front of fucking eight people or whatever it is. But the intensity won't be there, the nerves won't be there, the um. You know, I said it the other night on a show that this could benefit the better teams because they. The the worst of the two teams won't have the crowd sort of chanting them on and, and driving them on and intimidating. But it also has the other side of that as well in that it doesn't, you know, they, they won't get nervous from the crowd. You know, if the game is going on and er- Everton aren't really doing much and the crowd gets on their back, they're not going to have that. So... It's, I think it can have a big, big impact. It it, it 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 affects different players, doesn't it? In yeah. different ways. Some some absolutely need sort of an audience almost. Yeah. So you know, possibly you know you, you could just say a sort of navigator or or certain players feel the pressure of a big crowd and have mm-hmm. been doing so pre-COVID. Players that are under pressure for their positions, the likes of maybe Naby Keita or Knox, you know. They know that Gini Wijnaldum or whatever have got their place and and sort of the, the crowd expect them to do something extra and different 
every time. So it, it, it works different for different players. Mm. Some sort of don't feel the pressure, you know, and can play their natural game. So again, it's another thing that will take time for us to see how it affects different players differently. Yeah. We yeah. don't know at the moment. Trying, just, trying, to compare, trying to compare sports to a normal job, just, uh, it's idiotic really. Sportsmen thrive off the, the competition and what's around them. They thrive off the environment. They thrive yeah. off not, the crowd. Not all, though. not all though. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, some, not, some... Not, I'm not saying all, mm. but uh, mm. a lot of sports, especially team sports like this, where they're used to a huge crowd every week. It's not like... You don't need a crowd to sit in front of a computer and do your job. Of course you don't. So you're going to do your job, whatever. If, you, if your job is in front of a computer or behind a till or stacking shelves, you don't need a crowd because a crowd's not part of it. But a crowd is part of sport. This is a fact. All sportsmen growing up with crowds, whether it's 10 people on the side of a 40 pitch playing under eights or 45,000 at Anfield, 55, it doesn't matter. Taking away a part of that and then saying do the same job straight away without any change... It's just well oversimplifying, and you need you can't just you can't just do that to try and justify a way of why they well should then, be doing the job better. Well, then reasoning on that is that yes, the like a crowd does have an effect. Um, really emotional, Matt. I, I really think emotional. it does. He, he's very emotional, a little bit aggressive, but we let him away with it. Um, well, Danny Emery just, put just, a point in. Danny Emery yeah, I just, I'll just go, I'm just, I'm just going to go through a few, and I'll try to get to Danny's. If I don't get to a key, to absolutely throw it out. Um, with regards to um, United uh, critiquing Everton as cowards, uh, Chris Back says uh, that was Terry from the football terrorist calling them cowards. I'll have to have a word with Terry because if um, Terry, as a Manchester United fan, is critiquing any club as cowards and then um, saying that Manchester United aren't, oh, especially when they come against. City right, and, and, and Liverpool um, I need to have a word with Terry um, Kevo Sullivan says if you look at the stats uh, we dominate possession the same tonight as we normally do they won really good chance we normally give up one big chance refs aren't as card happy without the crowd um, let me see Macar says um, he feels that the crowd the lack crowd or lack of has more effect on the ref than the players. Um, I th- I've seen it. I've seen a few people say that. Uh, Danny Emery, is this the one you're looking for? That's the um, one. Yeah, one thousands, 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 no, thousands of sports stars across the years have said they don't even hear the crowd. <laughs> they go into a competitive zone. But um, the point I wanted to make about that, Gav, is yeah, that's true, and they they say that all the time. But if they're used to going into that zone, and then that zone isn't there anymore, and there's just silence. Yeah, it's a yeah. different kettle. It's a totally different. Like a crowd you know, and the people mentioned exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You go into your, you go into the zone, and, and someone made a point to get paid good money and all that. But look, that's the most simple argument you can make to get paid good money. They're so well trained and tuned. You can't just expect, you know, a big change. And this is a change that's affected the whole world. It's not just football or Premier League footballers. It's affecting everybody to be just going straight back in and not to be impacted. Every match has been impacted. Every comment after a game has been, you know, has this affected you? And they've all said the same thing. It has affected them. So it will affect everyone. Well, I don't want to make excuses for Liverpool. We weren't good enough tonight. But I think the rhythm will come, you know, where the crowds exactly. are no crowd. It doesn't matter what you pay you. Well, deal with. <clears throat> well, listen, Antico just brightens the mood and he says, look, we win on Wednesday. City draw on Thursday in October. Um, fair Ant's play, Ant. my type of guy. Yeah, he, he's your type. Um, Matt would definitely be dropping the hand on Antico if he's anywhere near him. <laughs> that's, that's the way he is. Um, let me see. Aidan Andrews says, uh, Terry said Everton were cowards for sitting back and not no, attacking no, in the I'm derby. Not I'm not having May that. May I tell you, I'm not tell you something? Manchester United have beaten Manchester City, I think, three times this season. Yeah. And they've actually done it in a decent style. But when they won at the Etihad, they sat back and they caught them on the break in a derby. They didn't go out and dominate Manchester City. They sat back and hit them on the I'm break. Gonna, I'm um, going to say... 
we've 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 talked about Everton during the during the build up and preview, and we said, look, what they're going to do and whatnot. And Ancelotti, mm. I think he played the perfect game. In fact, I'll I'll I'll, I'll be I'll say it how it is. I think they were unlucky at the end not to win it mm. because you know they, their game was to soak it up and hit us on the counter, and some. that they and that they did. And that they nearly did. Mm. Sorry, yeah. Apart from a stupid, you know, uh, some brilliant saves from Allison and some stupid finishes, mm. um, you know, it would have worked. The, the, pl- the game plan would have worked. I give them credit because they're the type of team that needs crowd involvement. Sometimes mm. our biggest obstacle at Goodison is the crowd, right? And so we can't even have that excuse. And they were still up yeah. for it. Nothing to play for. Nothing much to play for apart from the pride of Mersey. Yeah, the, yeah, the pride of Mersey and, and you know, fair play to them. Ancelotti got them as motivated as us, which, again, I will slightly criticise our lot because it should mean more to us because we're three points away if we win this. We would have been three points away from mm. our first ever title. So that's the way I look at it today. Premier League title. Yeah. yeah. Um let me see. Uh, Wayne says nobody's mentioned Allison yet. He's so elite. I just did. Steps in the big moment time after time. Ma. Um he's brilliant, isn't he? He's just brilliant. I was talking to United fan today and he just went he just literally turned around and went, he is just incredible. And not only that, he's wearing all black and he's just approaching you like a monster if you're in on goal. Um he is absolutely elite, Matt, isn't he? Yeah, he doesn't need crowds to get himself off it. Um no. Yeah, he's, he's exactly what we've needed for a long time. He's the best goalkeeper in the world, bar none. Absolute monster at the back. It's it's underrated how much effect he's had on this team. Uh, I know we all lavish last praise on Van Dyke and everything he's done for the, the defence, but Alisson's done just as much in my book. If anyone goes through, and he just he just saves it, just saves everything. Doesn't matter. You don't get through much against this defense, and when you do, you come up against this absolute g- giant of a human being who's just going to pass out the air and then uh, put Manny through on the counter attack. So we score. You got no mm. chance. Um, here's one for you, um, and I want to put this to you, Keith. Avo says Ancelotti is a master at upsetting clubs' tactics. He's done it a few times now. Yeah. He has a huge respect for Liverpool to see and sees a draw with Everton as a good result. That goes back, Keith. Could that be a case in point as to why Liverpool changed it up a little bit just to try throw everything off the scent instead of going for, you know, just the, the normal um eleven that you're expecting in big games? Could that have been an argument there it that he's, he's just tried to he tried to throw Ancelotti something that he wasn't expecting? It could be because, you know, make no bounds about it. Jorgen Klopp isn't stupid and Jorgen Klopp knows that Ancelotti has you know, well, it's not like he beats Liverpool every time he plays, far from it. But he makes it difficult and he has beaten us uh, a few times in the last few years. So it is going to go into Klopp's head that, look, or maybe I'm trying to double bluff, you know what I mean? Maybe put in the extra height of a Matip in there at the back. <laughs> uh, maybe sure, make us more solid. Maybe. Not that Gomez isn't solid, but just to make us more, you know, give us more height and show out any aerial bombardment they'll do didn't work out really they didn't overly play high balls in um and maybe he was trying to get out in front of of an Ancelotti um defensive masterclass and Ancelotti is very good at organizing a team to defend like when Napoli were beating us they were well drilled and well organized but with elite players Everton don't have elite players so setting them up and organizing them is probably going to lay 
lead to a draw at best, you know? Yeah, I know. Um, I think that might have been a, a little case of that. Um, I want. I was going to do this at the end, but um, I want to do this now. Um, and Dicko says, a massive shout out to my city tonight who proved those shapes wrong that we will all have torn up in our thousands. Um, yeah, it made a mockery of the bullshit that's gone on yeah. over the last, uh, especially the last two to three weeks with regards to, you know, when you look around uh, Britain at the moment and beaches and, and London in particular yeah. and thousands of people wandering around the place doing whatever they want. But the biggest problem in, in the world was Liverpool fans possibly turning up yeah. um, at, at football grounds because it was just taken for granted that they would. The lack of respect towards Liverpool fans and Everton fans, I have to say, um, from the media has been an absolute disgrace. And I didn't want to yeah. say anything until after the game, um, but it was. It was an absolute disgrace. Uh, yeah. And today, Liverpool and Everton and the City of Liverpool proved that, listen, don't bullshit them, don't condescend them because it, it just doesn't work. And oh, one goes like Matt. Uh, yeah, it's, 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 um, it, do you know what? It's, there's a very, there's a very, nasty work, that, that yeah. grizzle. Yeah, that's a bit nasty, yeah. Um, but listen, it's, I just wanted to say it out there. Avo said it. I was going to leave it to the end, but I think it's absolutely, um, it's absolutely right to say it now. Um, let me see. Right. So the last thing I want to touch on, um, before we, we, we look ahead a little bit and Lovren was the one that caused a little bit of, um, uh, sorry, before I go on, Santiago says Venegra has just signed a new contract. He won't be leaving. Jesus fucking hell, that's worse than... That's roomy season, Vinegra signed a new contract. The problem there yeah. is he's a backup <coughs> at Wolves, Vinegra. He's not a fourth choice, so... Yeah, I, I just think he's brilliant. might as well be a backup at us than he's a backup at Wolves. I just... I think it's brilliant. I um, but listen, Lovren is the one that caused a bit of controversy. He came on uh, when Matthew couldn't continue and had to go off. Uh, Ma? Keybag. Absolute keybag. Right. I, 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 you're not really meant to say that, but you have now. Um, but... Matt, we spoke earlier about, you know, his experiment and his stuff. My argument would be just throw Kiana Hoover in there if you're going to experiment. Nah, Lofton's our fourth choice. We need to accept this until the summer. He's our fourth yeah. choice. If if Gomez is playing at left-back and Matt, Matip's injured, Lofton's coming on. We're not playing Hoover in these games. Um, we're not really going to play Curtis Jones. We're not going to play Elliot. We're not really going to play any of them. We're going to rotate the people you saw tonight. The, the few that were missing, and that's about it. So, until now, until the end of the season, this ski bag's going to get games. Okay, he continues to say the word. Yeah. Um, and there's no stopping him now. Um, he's off Unbelievable. Uh, running. Unbelievable. Uh, Grizz, um, I think, look, don't get me wrong, Lovren looks shaky when he came on. I think Everton, as somebody, one of you said earlier, Detroit tried to turn her into a, probably a 15-minute game at the end. It might be been you, Grizz, when you said that's where, where they were looking nah. to do it. Um, Great point, but no. Right. Oh, it was me, but sorry. Yeah. It was you. Um, and Everton tried to get to 75, see how they get on, and try to do something in the last 15. They definitely went at Lovren when, when he came on, didn't they? They definitely went, ha, 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 here we go. This is our chance. Yeah, he's he's mentally weak at, the, at, at sort of the best of times. Even when he's at his best, there's always a moment of mental weakness around the corner and for him to come on literally as the fourth centre-back in this game would have been sort of very, you know, made him feel even more insecure. And then he's come on with sort of 10, 15 minutes to go against a young and energetic who I thought, you know, uh, was very effective in what he does. Um, 
Calvin Klein, whatever his name is. Calvin, Calvin Klein. Klein. No, he wasn't playing. Yeah, it was yeah. Dominic Calvert-Lewin that was playing. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. For a football um, man, you're not but, very but, good with names, are you? But, but um, no, I used to have Calvin Klein jeans, I assume, in my head. Like, I used to be a big fan of the jeans. I don't know if you're aware of the Calvin Klein brand. <laughs> yeah, most people okay, are. But, um, but All the kids are wearing it these days, are they? Are they? This has got them Corbin Clintons on from the uh, market down the road, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think I did have one of those funny, funny ones spelt like that. But but the problem is with Lock Degsy is I think, you know, when he comes on in, and in that kind of situation, it, it's asking for trouble. Um, you know, the guy is just uh, just not good enough, basically, where we've moved on to a, another level. We've, we've often said it, there are players that have been good for us in patches over the last three, four seasons. And he's one of them. You know, he has stepped in and done okay um, in seasons gone by. But we're at a level now where every weakness is magnified so much and he is a weakness and everything he does is magnified and it's not good for the rest of the team. You know, as as everyone knows, Everton targeted them as soon as he came on and it just doesn't bode well for future, I think. I think he's. I think he really needs to go. I've got a feeling he's not because of this COVID. Yeah. I don't think anyone's going to bid five million for him. You know, it's way we should have. Yeah, we should have sold him when we. You know, Do you know who loves him? Jorgen Klopp. I, Jorgen Klopp loves him. I think Jorgen Klopp likes uh, a trier and a fighter and someone who talks I think, positive. I think, as a, I, don't, I don't. I don't know if he likes him as a player. Keith keeps playing. You can't you can't. Oh like him as a player it's mad how can anyone like him as a player I think Lovin just seems to he seems to try to do the the hardest thing like to try and be hard he's like right this guy wants to battle I'm going to show him how hard is at him he's actually sort of pussy yeah and he's just gets battered all the time it's like his ego can't take it I think I think his biggest issue today was is that he looked at the team sheet and you know Gomez has to come on and play left back, and then Matip has to go off. So, so Lovren's coming on today instead of just, you know, throwing him on, saying, "Listen, we're shoring things up. We're going three, you know, three centre halves," and he knows what he's to do when he has a couple of centre halves telling him what to do. His big issue for me was he was coming on there tonight without a shadow of a doubt in my mind and going, "Oh, hold on a minute! Oh, he's lighting up. Matip is gone. You know, um, if Robbo isn't fucking ready and and Milner is is is." is bad he'll have to play left back I'm definitely in for this centre half spot and then he goes out and tries to be fucking Maradona and it just doesn't work for him there is there's different phases there's different phases of David Day and Lovren and one of them is fine and two of them is very very worrying Um, but look I'd still put it if you're going to give it the the experimental argument and you're going to do that put Keanu Hoover in because I think you just do the basics well better than Day and Lovren would Gav, Keanu Hoover won't play centre-back for us for ages. When he does play, he's going to play as a right-back, attacking right-back. I can, t- I, I can, I can tell you that for a fact now. The one that played... Uh, Remember sort of he said that. Groups, yeah, he won't. He won't play centre-back mm-hmm. for us for ages. Uh, um, the, 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 the one that... Screenshot sort of, that, Mark. Ma. Screenshot that, would you? The one, <laughs> the, one that, the one that sort of I'm not sure about and someone inform me and sort of uh, um, tell me I'm wrong is where's Nat Phillips is he still training with the team is he here with he's the squad in Germany isn't he he is went he, back to Stuttgart didn't he? Is he did he go back with Stuttgart he's not he's, he's not with the squad I'm not sure if he's returned 
Because do you he remember went he back played? after the game. He came back and played against Everton in the cup, but he went straight he went back, back to Stuttgart. Now yeah. whether he's back again because the no, he's season not. Maybe he's not. He's not. I don't think he is. You're right. But I, do you remember he played in the FA Cup game, didn't he, along with the kids? And, yeah. and you know, done decent. So you'd think that he may be the fourth choice, but I think we'll have to go into the market to get a fourth choice if we can get rid of. Dexie, no one will take I Loveland. suspect no one will take Loveland. He's on how much is he earning? He must be on over 100k. 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 Don't yeah. worry. No Edwards will sort that out. Don't be worried. Yes, yeah, to, to, to take him. We've, we've only a couple of minutes to go, right? Um, really? I just want flu. Yeah, I just want to um, have a look forward because when you see that team that's being put out today and then you you see us playing uh, Palace on Wednesday and then we have City on the 2nd of July. Matt, I'll come to you first. Do you do you feel that you might see a little bit of a, a mix and match kind of team on Wednesday in preparation for getting everybody ready and then absolutely going at it against City? Or do you feel that he, this is the build-up and we're going to, um, we're going to have a right go on Wednesday night? It'll be mix and match the way that this wasn't mix and match. It's going to be a slight rotation, two, maximum three players. Salah will come in, Robertson will come in. Uh, one of the centre mids, Fabino, or probably Fabino will get a rest. Uh, a few little tweaks like that, but we won't see big swaths of substitutions coming in. It'll mm. just be a few little tweaks. But you know what? We could absolutely marmalade Crystal Palace on Wednesday and forget about this today. Do you know what I mean? It's just, we were so excited to get back and see football that we wanted better than that show that we saw earlier. You know what I mean? So everyone's just a bit dejected and a bit glum. And the comments are reflecting that and um, maybe Outlook is reflecting that as well. But look, there's no big leading issues here. There's no problems. We'll we'll pick her up. As we said, a few games, a bit of rhythm and they'll, they'll start picking her up. In my opinion. Mm. Um, somebody points out there that uh, Keanu Hoover debuted for Liverpool at centre half away to Wolves. Uh, yeah. yeah, you're spot on, he did. Because um, Dempsey went off after a minute or something, didn't he? Yeah, and then he had a twinge. That was the time he had a twinge and he was out for 18 weeks. Um, that was great. That was one of the highlights for me. Um, lads, before we go, uh, man of the match, uh, Grace Forst. Man of the match? Mm. Um, Seamus Coleman. Okay, Seamus Coleman, great show. Um, <laughs> surprising, um, but yeah. great show. Um, Matt, who's your man of the match? Nabi Lad. Nabi Lad, okay, I think that's a fair show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Keith, your man of the match? Yeah, I would have said Nabi as well. Virgil was all right as well for the, the fact he played a full 90, I'd go Virgil, but I thought Nabi was the, <laughs> the one that tried to do it, you know, so I'd go, yeah, Nabi. Yeah, I liked Van Dyke today. I have to say, I thought he'd done everything he needed to do um, with the minimum of fuss. But I think I think you have to give it to Koita because I think he was the one that was looking to impact the game more than anyone else. Um, the game wasn't passing people by, but it was, it was very basic. It was very run-of-the-mill, going through the motions a little bit. And I think Koita was the one that stood out for somebody that was trying to make a difference in the game. Yeah. Um, above anybody else uh, Matt anything else before we go no no okay um, Keith anything else before we go no I just want to touch on a comment there Wayne Rusk said about Palace won't be a pushover they certainly won't and I know he said we could end up marmalading them and you know we'll all be happy again Palace don't concede many goals and you know I predicted Liverpool to win 6-0 today so my predictions are usually shite and anyway but mm. you know it, it, it doesn't matter how good our 
bad the other teams are. You know, Liverpool just need to get their own rhythm in and their own confidence up with not worrying. We haven't worried about other teams all season, you know what I mean? So, looking at the fixtures coming up, you, we shouldn't put too much emphasis on Palace will be tricky, Villa will be tricky, you know, all this crap. Whereas we swept these teams aside, we just have to get back into finding that rhythm again before we go. So, sorry for interrupting your good boys with no. that. Okay. Um, so, Grizz has Seamus Coleman. I have Koita. Uh, Keith has Koita. We all kind of went with Keita. And Grizz just being contrary and went with um, Seamus Coleman. But Kevin Sullivan does back you up and says Coleman was the best player in the pitch for us. Now, to be honest, it was all a bit meh. Um, I just I just like to say that um, uh, in our predictions, I said we're going to win the title at home to Villa. And it's about to come true. I just want to remind everyone out there mm. and you guys that yeah. um, I did say that. You still can't remember all your predictions for the league, though, can't you? Know? Villa at home, Reina no, joining you in still our can't, celebrations. You, you it's still be can't. Brilliant. You still can't remember your predictions for the league, though, can't you? Know? Your season predictions. That's long away ago. That's that's COVID. Mm. Pre-COVID doesn't count. Null and void. It's because you copy and pasted Paddy Lawson. Um, <laughs> right. I think that's about it. Um, just to let people know, uh, the club is back tomorrow. Uh, we will have YouTube shows during the week. We have a competition starting tomorrow morning at around 9am. Uh, keep an eye out for that on our Twitter feed. Um, and it will evolve, uh, revolve around Hot Mike. Hot Mike, we're going to try to do two shows a week on. Um, it looks like to be on Tuesday and Thursday this week. So go to Hot Mike. Uh, Hot Mike hotmike.io sign up there uh, use the uh, sign up code LFCDT you can also get it on the Apple and Android stores go and do that um, and then you won't miss a show on Hot Mike either but there will be two shows this week there's a competition with regards to Hot Mike as well going on and look we'll bring as much content as we can in the week ahead Matt it's been an absolute pleasure thanks for joining me cheers mate good stuff Grizz thanks a million and we talk to you during the week nice one pal and the same to you, Keith, because you will be um, our hot mic aficionado. So um, talk to you in a bit. That's it. That has been the Fatback 4 podcast. Uh, have a good one. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Over and out. Ain't no place like a cowboy place. Ain't no town like a cowboy town. Ain't no way like the cowboy way. Have a cowboy kind of day. Yeah. Try the new big sky burger at Roy Rogers. It's Smithfield pulled pork, beer battered onion rings, American cheese, and spicy barbecue sauce on a Kaiser bun. Have a cowboy kind of day at a rose, ain't no way you're going wrong. Hey, yeah. DoorDash and Uber Eats available at participating restaurants. On May 28th, critics rave. This is the experience theaters were made for. A Quiet Place Part 2. Rated PG-13. May 28th. Sports Social Podcast Network.